0: This is Ellen Goldsmith, and welcome to Health Currents Radio. We have been here before, talking about the harmful effects sugar has on our health, how excess consumption of sugar is killing us, and how it is hiding in plain sight. More about that later, meaning that every packaged food we eat has some form of sugar, adding up to seriously affecting our health. A lot's happening, though, behind the scenes and in the public sphere on these issues, So today, I welcome back to the show Wolfram Alderson, whose life's focus has been on human and environmental health and is now executive director of the Institute for Responsible Nutrition, founded by Dr. Robert Lustig, pediatric endocrinologist, and other colleagues whose sole mission is to reverse childhood obesity and type 2 diabetes. Almost a year has passed since we spoke with Wolfram, and a lot has happened in the public debate over sugar, its effects on our brains, our health, and society. Wolfram Alderson, welcome back to Health Currents Radio.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Wolfram, in Dr. Robert Lustig's book, his new cookbook, The Fat Chance Cookbook, he writes something that I thought was very interesting about obesity. He says, obesity is not a character flaw. It's not a behavior It's not a disease, even though the AMA, the American Medical Association, has deemed it so. Rather, it's a defect in energy deposition, meaning where the excess energy is stored that occurs because of changes in our biochemistry and hormones that are caused by bad food. That, to me, really lifts the veil on it. Bad food is the culprit here, and it's being pushed on the public all the time. What are we going to do?
1: Well, this first, I think it's understanding how to frame the problem. And um, I think big sugar, big food, big beverage has really been trying to frame this as an as a individual problem. We're just too lazy and we don't exercise enough and we eat too much. And what we're really asking for is as we look at this uh, it really as an environmental problem, an environmental exposure. And this is really a uh, industrial pandemic. And there's a great paper out there called Profits and Pandemic. But really looking at food and beverage as being the new vector for disease and uh, driving so much of disease on a global scale today. So I think that's helpful. And to, to broaden the conversation about responsibility and not just include the individual, but also corporate responsibility and government responsibility. When you walk into a supermarket and 80 percent of the products on the shelf have added sugar, um, that's that's a real challenge. And I, I'm I'm watching this like a hawk, but e- even when I go shopping, I come home and I pull something out of the bag and um, there it is. I, I hadn't caught it. And there's added sugar in the product. So it's it's very challenging right now.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's challenging on an individual level, like you said, going to the supermarket. Most people read labels, but sugar is not always labeled as sugar. There's
1: something like 60 different names. Right. right. And they have some really great sounding names like organic evaporated cane juice. I know that that sounds good. It does. (laughs) But it's just as bad for you as high fructose corn syrup. It's just um, industrial sugar with a nice name slapped on it.
0: Do you think that's worse than uh, when they used to sweeten things with uh, just fruit juice?
1: well um, i don't know if it's worse but the problem is that we're getting so much sugar from all directions that even Mm -hmm. when you do get a relatively um, mild version of sugar um, it's adding to this tremendous burden on our systems because there's so much sugar coming at us from all directions and and what dr lustig was alluding to there in in his book was that um, this fructose uh, especially these concentrated industrial forms, go straight to the liver and 100% of that uh, is processed by the liver and it, and, and it turns to fat. And that turns to fat not only around your hips and the obvious places, but there's a huge population now the, that are not technically obese. Uh, 80, uh, I'm sorry, 40% of the non-obese population now have metabolic syndrome and have essentially um, their fat on the inside. And they call this thin on the outside, fat on the inside. I don't know if you've heard of the expression toffee. No, I uh, haven't. So it's, it's not just a problem that uh, people who are overweight have. This is a problem for our whole society.
0: So there's that hormonal element as well, which we know leads to diabetes, metabolic syndrome, etc. So that's the hidden part of it. Like you said, you know, the thin on the outside, fat on the inside. You know, thin people perhaps are not going to even suspect that they have a health problem.
1: That's right. And like I said, 40% of the quote unquote normal population now has metabolic syndrome and they're suffering from type two diabetes and uh, hypersensitivity insulin responses and cardiovascular disease and neurovascular disease and a whole range of diseases that are downstream uh, from a problem that really begins with these really high levels of sugar in our diet, which in the U.S., I think it's now around 22.2 teaspoons per day, per day, uh, per human.
0: That's a lot.
1: Uh, And that's, you know, I think, I don't know, three cans of Coca-Cola. And that pretty much guarantees that you're going to get type 2 diabetes.
0: Right. I mean, just one can of soda, I think, has, what is it, how many grams of sugar in that? I know that's like got a... 150 calories, or more than that, probably.
1: It's off the charts. It, of course, it depends on what type of soda. But um, I think one can of soda a day it gets you up to almost 30% uh, risk for type 2 diabetes. One and can. three cans a day pretty much guarantees you're going to get type 2 diabetes.
0: You know, and what we're seeing, I, I'm a, an acupuncturist and, and work in a clinic with a naturopathic physician. And what we're seeing now are adults coming in with, quote, type 1 diabetes, very unusual that's usually children but what we're seeing is uh you know a whole metabolic issue that's happening and what's causing that you know some people say it's gluten and and the, and the gliadins uh, very much attached to look like the pancreas somewhat you know which is sugar you know any kind of processed flour you're going to have is it turns sugar turns to fat so it's it, i think there's a it's the food supply is so mixed up these days.
1: And it's it's triggered uh, I mean I think the core of this is our insulin response and um, you know, there's some of us that are blessed and just uh, don't seem to develop this sensitivity or, or dysfunction in terms of insulin response. But uh, there's a great study right now being done at Stanford by uh, Christopher Gardner, who's uh, really a, a world-class nutritionist. And uh, at the crux of the study, he's learning that whether you're on low-fat or a low-carb diet, the real key is whether you're um, insulin resistant or whether you have a good insulin response. And so if you, you know, are pre-diabetic, you may want to focus on a low-carb diet if you have insulin resistance. And if you have a good insulin situation, then you may want to focus on the low-fat diet. Um, But what's really emerging is that this insulin response is really at the core of, uh, you know, decision-making about what kind of foods and what your macronutrient mix might be.
0: So that's on an individual level, which takes a lot of uh, outreach, a lot of education, uh, just alerting people, first of all, that there's sugar where they may not think of it, or that the sugar that they're getting, that actually tastes really good and is, it's stimulating to the pleasure centers of the brain, you know, and they like it, et cetera, is not that good for you. So I noticed, that I, I, well, I've not noticed, I've watched these wonderful short animated films that... Have been put out. Uh, one is sugar is killing us, and the other, uh, Dr. Lustig has put out uh, in collaboration with others, "Hiding in Plain Sugar, Hiding in Plain Sight." Why don't you tell us a little bit about the efforts that your institute is making to educate individuals through these short films?
1: Yes, um, education is so important. Um, you, many people have seen Dr. Lustig's uh, lecture, "Sugar: The Bitter Truth," which I think is now had about 4.5 4. million views on YouTube. But that's an hour and a half lecture, and uh, no one really was paying attention to how high quality the production was. And honestly, no one was expecting that uh, a fairly straightforward academic lecture was going to get such widespread attention. And so our first partnership was with Fred Water and Sausalito, and they essentially took that hour and a half lecture and boiled it down to a three and a half minute animated video called Sugar is Killing Us. And so in a conversation with TED-Ed, uh, we decided to put out another video with the same animator and also uh, narrator uh, to, to take a similar approach with um, the, the issue of sugar hiding in plain sight. Is the issue I mentioned earlier, 80% of our food supply now in the U.S. has added sugar in it. And so the idea is with these three-and-a-half-minute uh, segments, we can reach a much larger crowd, I think, hit hit hiding in plain sight had 150,000 views in two days. So clearly this is an issue of concern. And also this kind of content can easily uh, move out across a lot of uh, social media channels uh, much easier than an hour and a half lecture.
0: And now we're going to play a short clip from the animated film Sugar Hiding in Plain Sight.
1: Sugar is playing hide-and-seek with you. You'd think it would be pretty easy for you to win, considering all the sugar in sodas, ice cream, candy, and big white bags labeled sugar. People get about half of their added sugars from those drinks and treats, so it might seem like sugar is hiding in plain sight. But like someone in the witness protection program, the other half is hidden in places you'd least suspect. Check the ingredients on ketchup, bologna, spaghetti sauce, soy milk, sports drinks, fish sticks, and peanut butter. You'll find sugar hiding in most of those products. In fact, you'll find added sugars in three quarters of the more than six hundred thousand items available in grocery stores.
0: I mean, I think what's marvelous about this film is it's so accessible. The woman's voice is accessible. The the animation is simple and wonderful. And you can recognize it as you walk through the supermarket.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, really, I think what we're seeing is that people are fed up and now we're going to gear up for this big fight. And there is, in fact, a documentary coming out on May 9th, which I think is really going to uh, blow people away. It's called Fed Up um, and it's produced by uh, Laurie David and Katie Couric. Uh, Dr. Lustig and and many other notable scientists and experts on this uh, issue of obesity and type 2 diabetes and, you know, the issues in the food system that are driving this pandemic are featured in the film, and it particularly focuses on children and families that are really struggling uh, mightily with this problem.
0: Yeah, I saw just the trailer for it, and it looks very well done, very intense, even President Clinton's in it. uh, That's right. Former Surgeon General's in it. uh, Michael Pollan. Lots of very reputable voices in it. And I just remember back, *An Inconvenient Truth*, the other film that Laurie David produced, which was extraordinary, extraordinary, just total eye opener to the the public. But here we are, you know, over ten years later, and we're still we're up against that big giant Goliath, you know, of climate change and there's so many forces going back and forth against it. Oh gosh. So, what's the 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 rollout on this film? Besides it's going to hit the movie theaters, and are there going to be other kinds of efforts to engage people in making change on an individual level or a group level or
1: Yes, so the uh, film is supported by a website and uh, there's challenges and links on the site uh, and, and there will be, um, we're, we're definitely gearing up for, um, you know, capturing the level of interest that's coming from the film. Uh, I think part of it is we want to, uh, our first really first phase is, is education because there's just so much noise and smoke out there right now about nutrition and, and the science is really evolving. I mean, we're still, I think, in dark ages in many ways in terms of nutrition science and moving away from this kind of shotgun approach to nutrition with, you know, my plate and kind of one size fits all. To understanding that there's really a whole different approach. Um, so yes, uh, we're uh, we're definitely uh, on on our website, uh, the responsiblefoods.org website for for the Institute for Responsible Nutrition. Uh, we'll be providing ways for people to engage, as well as on the uh, Fed Up uh, film site. Uh, The first phase is going out through top-tier theaters throughout the U.S. because this is really a a very impactful documentary. But then it will move into a phase where uh, people can get it on Netflix and uh, organizations like ours can uh, do uh, community screenings and things like that. So I think this is going to really be very impactful throughout the coming year.
0: That's fantastic. I, I really look forward to seeing it. I'm wondering too because of these short animated films they seem so perfect for children for families for schools for school food service coordinators and dietitians and hospitals and all of that are there any efforts being made to to get those films out to the uh, people who can really utilize them for educational purposes and
1: Yes absolutely in fact we're working on something called a MOOC a massive online open course um, you may have heard of these these kinds of courses like offered by the Khan Academy. The idea right. is instead of a classroom with 30 people at a time, you might have 30,000 people or essentially uh, you know an opportunity for you know tens of thousands of people to um, take a, a course uh, on a particular subject. in our case we're talking about kind of sugar and metabolic health 101 mm. and then using that course as a framework to deliver, a range of these uh, incredible media um, pieces like the short animated videos, but also the lectures. Uh, FedUp is uh, coming out in May and there's actually two more documentaries in the work. In the work. So we want to uh, use this massive online open course as a framework for delivering education, not only through schools, but also through healthcare providers and wellness programs. Uh, there's really a, a really wide, market out there for this kind of thing.
0: Oh, I think so. It's such a huge need out there for people to, to really learn about it so they can, they make some choices. You know, individually, I, I work with patients all the time and I always work with them on food because that's where it starts in our digestive system. So, and I know that I can think of a few of my patients who really struggle with giving sugar up and they get off it. And then they go back, and they get off it, and they go back, very much like alcohol, very much like drugs, because it stimulates something in the brain. So, uh,
1: well, sugar acts. Uh, I mean, Doctor Lustig actually refers to sugar as alcohol without the buzz. It it acts. If you watch any of his lectures, he he makes that point. I think very lucidly that sugar acts very much like. Uh, alcohol in the body, and just like alcohol, uh, goes uh, you know straight to your liver, and you get uh, you know non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome, which is basically the sugar version of cirrhosis of the liver. it is very addictive, and that that's actually Dr. Lustig's background is um, neuroendocrinology and how you know essentially the relationship between your metabolism and your brain. Right. And so again, it's uh, it's diff- it's it's very uh, misleading to make this a problem simply of the individual when we've been essentially fed this substance that has us all addicted. Um,
0: Right. So it is, it's that serious for people, you know, that people, the guilt and the shame around, I can't give sugar up. It's really a physiological problem.
1: It's physiological. It's also cultural and social. I mean, we've, we've all been trained to, you know, birthday cakes and, and sugar as a reward, uh, you know, holidays, Easter, Halloween, uh, you know, the list goes on. And, and in the Middle East, where um, alcohol is generally not available, um, the reward beverage at the end, of the, uh, you know, is uh, soda and sugary beverages. So mm-hmm. um, in some cultures, um, you know, alcohol is not the issue. It's the reward, the re- you know, sugar is, is equated with reward and has been getting embedded into the popular culture. Right. It really, That's a strategy. That didn't happen by mistake.
0: Well, if uh, big nas- multinational companies, their whole purpose is to make money, then they've got to sell their stuff, right?
1: <laughs> yes. And I'll be the first. to admit. I mean, I was raised on sugar, like many of us, and, um, you know, loved the stuff until I realized it was killing me. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, ha- I have the same struggles as anyone else, even though I, I, I'm i now on a fairly strict diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still... Have those cravings? I've never was much of a person for sweets, but uh, sweetening my tea and uh, the chocolate urge and all those things. I think we're, we're all facing similar challenges.
0: Yeah, I know. I I was raised on it too. I was a loved to go to the candy store and get lots of candy and eat lots of sweets. And but it's interesting. I I within myself, I have changed. I know my tastes have changed. I don't really crave sugar very much unless I'm exhausted and stressed. Um, so I know that's a sign. So I think there's hope. I mean, I think, you know, we, we can get off the stuff and change and our tastes can change and our cravings can shift.
1: So. Yes, uh, I've definitely experienced that. I think part part of what makes it difficult is, you know, we're being offered the, the diet beverages, um, which may right. have non-caloric sweeteners in them, but, uh, you know, the science isn't there yet, but they may be triggering the same Uh, types of insulin responses as the caloric sweeteners we don't know yet but they seem to keep us uh, our bodies kind of addicted and uh, producing excess fat um, the same way uh, in similar ways that the caloric sweeteners do we just don't know even with sweeteners like stevia you know the jury's not out yet
0: right the jury is not out but your organization is doing a lot of great work. Since we last spoke, it just seems that you know these short films that are really usable and accessible and can get out there to the public and your collaboration with organizations and governments are, are really sig- are significant. And um, I'm just wondering in closing what you might recommend to our listeners for those who want to transform their sugar, and I'll call it their sugar addiction.
1: Well, first, uh, just realize you're not alone, and you can certainly connect on our website. We have a way to sign up, and also our Facebook page, Sugar is Killing Us, um, and there's a lot of great information going out through that Facebook page, um, and, and as well as our website, which will continue to post uh, the most impactful education media we can find, but I think the important thing is really to join up with others. Um, certainly, you know, we're looking nationally and globally, but Um, locally, there's so much going on. I'm very involved in the Bay Area with, um, you know, organizations that public health, uh, nutrition organizations, school food, Uh, there's a whole, you know, coalition of groups now that are coming together around this. So I think, you know, uh, you're not alone in this struggle and look for your local partners and, um, you know, find a, a buddy or somebody. If it's not your partner or your spouse or, somebody in your immediate family, um, you shouldn't have to look too far these days to find people that can help support you in your, um, you know, efforts to be healthier.
0: Thank you. That is, that is really great information. And I, I know that there are, like you said, there are groups out there. And, you know, taking a cooking class can be really helpful. You know, learning how to just take charge of your food also probably can be a really a, a good it's
1: actually fun. It. Yeah, it really—it really is. A, I've taken the cooking classes and and been you know relearning how to cook. I've always been a been the person making the meals at home, and um, it's it's fun how, learning how to do this. And I, I've I've I have fun introducing recipes to my friends. And and Dr. Lustig's cookbook is a great example. I think people are really uh, looking for this information, and there's there's a lot going on.
0: Absolutely. So you can learn more about the work of the Institute for Responsible Nutrition by going to their website, as Wolfram said, at responsiblefoods.org. You can watch In Plain Sight by going to ed.ted.com, lessons, sugar hiding in plain sight. You can watch Sugar is Killing Us by going to YouTube and just typing in Sugar is Killing Us. Follow them on Twitter, at Sugar is Killing Us. And Fed Up is in the theater starting May 9th, so go, bring your friends, your family, and get involved on transforming your health and getting sugar out of your diet. Wolfram Alderson, I want to thank you for all the work you're doing, and thank you again for being with us on Health Currents
1: Radio. Thank you. My pleasure. Good health to everyone.
0: That's all for our show today. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, and I want to thank our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find more about Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can always listen to Health Currents Radio and find all of our past shows at healthcurrentsradio.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a review while you're at it. It helps get the word out. You can find us on the mobile app Stitcher, find us on Twitter at Pearl Natural, or join the community in conversation on Facebook.com slash HealthCurrentsRadio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health.